Hey Geek fans, we are back. We got a hit of news today. We're catching up on summer movies and we fight to the death one more time. Here's season three of Raving Geeks. Hey Geek fans, this is the Season 3 opener of Raving Geeks. As always, I am your host, Ben Solis. We also have Kelsey K. Cavazos in the house. What up? And we have a new member on the Raving Geeks crew. As you guys know, Tyler Guza and Malachi Barrett have left us. They've gone to a, a different plane of existence, but we have a new one. We have the wonderful Miss Jordan Hermony. Hello. And she's our new host on here. We have a brand new producer. We have Alex. Alex is in the house. He's there. He says hi. He's got cat earphones, headphones, earphones. They look pretty sweet. He's going to be our new guy. So if there's any sound quality issues, we know who to blame this time. And not the hum, because I think that went away, right? Um, no more theoretically. hum. Theoretically, it's gone. But first off, before we introduce ourselves a little bit more, which we will take time to do, we are going to get right into and get a hit of news. This is the saddest piece of news, I think, that has come out this last week. Ladies and gentlemen, Gene Wilder is dead. Rest in peace. It just keeps happening. The Candyman is gone. I know, right? So, like, there was this... 2016 is we, obviously... It's been a my, rough year. It's bad. It's, it's real bad. It's real bad. And so uh, the other ones are sad and tragic, but this one is, is especially sad and tragic because Gene Wilder was such... A, just a good guy in general. Mm-hmm. He was such an amazing comedic actor. Um, even in some of these comedic roles that he had, I mean, look at Willy Wonka. It's like it transcends comedy. It's yep. like, you know, it touches the heart. Um, and now he's gone. Um, I guess he had Alzheimer's, so this was a complication of Alzheimer's. Yep. Makes sense, which is also sad. Um, but yeah, he's, he's, he's gone now. So we have a chance to kind of like recap. I tried to watch Young Frankenstein the other night. I thought I had it. I did not have it. I have it if you want to borrow we it. We need to oh borrow it. We, 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 like we should geeks. have a geek movie night. Geek movie night. Because this is like, that was one of my favorite Gene Wilder movies. It's classic. Say, yeah. One That's... of my favorite Mel Brooks. What, what are you guys? We need any special moments that you guys have? with Gene Wilder that you remember? I mean... What were you going to say? I mean, I definitely watched Willy Wonka with my dad, like, all the time and loved that movie, so... And I was really mad when they, like, came out with a new one because I was like, no one no one can replace Gene Wilder, so... Didn't even compare. Yeah. Didn't even come close. And that's... Uh, yeah, my dad and I always used to say, like, oh, you can even eat the dishes, man. <laughs> you know? So it's one of those things. How about you, Miss Harmony? I, I actually was not a fan of Gene Wilder growing up until I was what? older because... Willy Wonka, the movie, used to scare me as a little kid. That's fair. I was really, I remember being like five or six years old and I was like living with my grandmother and she was like, oh, like I want to show you this like old like video or whatever. So we pulled out like the VHS player, we popped in Willy Wonka. And I remember like at first I was like, oh, this is so cute. This little boy just wants to like do the best for his family. Little did she know. Yeah. And then they get to like the the rowboat scene where it's like, there's no, no. And I'm just like, oh my God, little like six year old me was absolutely terrified also the Oompa Loompas very yeah. scary I did hate when it was like a little like a millipede or something was like crawling on somebody's face oh yeah yeah and they, they, like, seen that they randomly me cut out. to like a chicken getting its head cut off like in the middle of that and that was like that was it like little Jordan was in tears there was movie. no going back my grandma's <laughs> like it gets better I was like <laughs> no if like, it's, if it's no. like this I don't want to see how it gets better no yeah I was like okay we're done so it wasn't until I was probably like in high school when I uh, got more involved in like theater and stuff 
uh, we went over to a friend's house to watch Young Frankenstein. And I was like, oh, this is the guy that's really Wonka. I was like, this guy's this guy's solid. So and it's great too because I mean, if you look at some of those like reminiscences of Gene Wilder, I mean, Rolling Stone wrote something pretty profound too, and they said he was the kind of guy like on set that like no matter what was going on, like he automatically just like lifted everybody's spirits, whether it was comedic spirits or dramatic. Um, people just loved to be around this guy, and he was so creative. Um, and the best thing about him too is like, like you always know it's him, right? And like all these new actors, like I talk constantly talk about how I don't like Johnny Depp because I don't think he sinks into his roles but you know you have a guy like Gene Wilder instantly recognizable you know it's him you know it's his voice but he just he's such a great character actor he just sinks into these roles Absolutely. you know um, it's very sad big loss um, maybe not such a big loss uh, is that Jackie Chan is still alive I guess that's a good thing, bad thing. I, I, mean, I, I don't that's a good thing. That would be a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah. Not a bad thing. Jackie Chan <laughs> I mean, is still he's, here. He's not like a war criminal or anything. I was going to say, or like, yeah, he hasn't done anything bad. Jackie Chan's just out there being he's Jackie, just Jackie Chan. Chan. And because he's out there being Jackie Chan, the Academy of uh, Motion Picture Arts and Sciences, also known as the Academy with the Academy Awards, they yes. give out Oscar every single year. And Oscar. The Oscars. Most one Oscar. And Oscar. Or multiple Oscars, if you're really that bad, you know? Um, <laughs> and the bad is good here I mean so they are giving Jackie Chan an honorary Oscar this year okay That's you're nice gonna have them. to like update me on this because I heard you talking about this in the office earlier and I meant to look it up before we started recording but so they're giving him an honorary Oscar for a lifetime what? achievement okay simply lifetime achievement uh, I, achievement achievement, achievement. <laughs> well that, speaking of most Jackie Chan I was gonna say that, that pretty much goes cheesy. with that like that probably fits um, <laughs> so yeah they're, they're giving a lifetime achievement award I guess that makes sense he's been in movies since like the 70s you know in smaller bit roles I think 78 was his first movie role mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is pretty crazy because like when you think about Jackie Chan I mean I guess like he has aged over the years, but he still is looks he? exactly the same. Oh, yeah. Jackie Chan is, like, one of those people where you, like, don't realize they're, like, 70-something years old until somebody's like, hey, did you know Jackie Chan just turned, like, 78 the other day? Which Holy don't, Jesus. Don't quote me on that. I don't know how old Jackie Chan is, but, like, Surely. if if he's been doing this since the 70s, like, Jesus, like, he's just one of those people you're just, like, there, always in the background. You're like, oh, what's old Uncle Jackie Chan doing? You're just like, eh, nothing. He's, he's winning win an honorary Oscars, which is kind of, a, like, a bum deal, right? Is that, like, you spend this like what like 30 40 years in Hollywood and maybe you haven't got a nod yet I mean that's probably the caliber of movies that he was doing I'll be fair I'll be it but it's pretty cool I mean Jackie Chan is also another recognizable face you know every oh, single yeah. movie that he's in you get amped about um, personally I like Drunken Master a lot I think Drunken Master is a brilliant movie um, I like Rush Hour of course well yeah but what about you guys Any, anything else that Jackie Chan's been in that stands out to you He's kind of just there all I was the gonna time. Say, yeah, this sounds just... super stupid, but I remember being young and watching like Jackie Chan Adventures, like the <laughs> yes. I remember watching Jackie Chan Adventures like every day after school, and that was like what introduced me to him. And then, then when I got older, my dad was like, "You like Jackie Chan when you were a little kid? You want to watch Rush Hour?" And then I was like, "Oh, okay, like this is pretty cool." So I had this like thing when I was a kid, and it was basically like a mini DVD player, but it was, like, built like a, a old CD player, you know, and then it just had this, like, tiny, tiny screen on it. Yeah, yeah. And one of the yeah, things the I... Ones. Yeah, and yeah. one of the thing, one of the things I had for it was the Jackie Chan Adventure 
um like cartoon, disc yeah. cartoon so yeah, I, and no. it was just like i think it was just like one episode too so or maybe like two episodes so i just watched the same thing over and over, over, and over oh again God. but that was like the best part of being a kid is you're like i wonder what's gonna happen next i don't know jimmy you've already seen it six times like <laughs> but there's so much more right yeah, now constantly so. that's sweet so good for good for jackie chan yeah. jackie wherever you're out there i hope you're listening he's not listening let's probably not, not. Kid ourselves but maybe <laughs> he's probably hanging out with some pandas i feel I like i've saying, seen a lot of pictures of him with pandas yeah he's like the panda and a whisperer. Yeah. Jackie Chan, he has like a Facebook page. It's like Jackie Chan like doing things on his Facebook page. <laughs> this is what and the title is. No, Jackie it, Chan does stuff. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised at this point, but like it's literally a Facebook page of Jackie Chan just like doing random things like swiffering his floor and like hanging out with <laughs> dogs and like in cute sweaters. And he's just like he's like a human meme. Almost, he's adorable. Where he's just, he's Jackie Chan doing whatever Jackie Chan does. So ladies and gentlemen, what we will do is that well, of course we have a Facebook page and we have a Twitter at Raving Geeks. We will we will repost some Jackie Chan does stuff. For yeah, your, I'm, I'm gonna find some for you guys. Your it's, viewing pleasure. He's Kung Fu's sweetheart. He's Kung Fu's sweetheart. He is. He's Kung Fu's <laughs> sweetheart. Straight up. Uh, so moving on, we got some other hit of news. I'm wearing a uh, a R2D2 shirt today. Uh, it's in celebration because we got some Rogue One news going on. Two hits of Rogue One news actually, which is pretty cool. So we'll start with the. Kind of the more off the cuff, you know, maybe off the beaten path stuff. There's a new novel, right? Yeah, that's a, 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 a new, Catalyst, right? Yeah, Catalyst is what it's called. It's a prequel novel into Rogue One. Um, mm-hmm. This actually looks really cool. It's by James Luceno. I th- hope I'm saying that correctly. But apparently he's offered th- authored uh, three new Jedi Order novels. He wrote A History of the Millennium Falcon, which is pretty sweet. That is awesome. And uh, he wrote one about Grand Moff Tarkin. Um, so I'm not sure if that's like like a, like an early Grand Moff Tarkin say, thing. Yeah, is it like a biography type I've, of deal? I've actually like... read Tarkin, and I want to do that. Mm-hmm. I want to do that now, because I think that we should probably review some of these books. Yeah, um, let's do it. Heartedly, but also jokingly at the same time. Yeah, it depends. They're usually pretty good, though, so they're hard to make fun of. Um, but yeah, it does detail the events leading up to Rogue One. Um, interestingly enough, in the, in the, you know, the synopsis, uh, it mentions that they call the rebel separatists like throughout this, so they're, they're not like really like well known as like the rebels at this yeah, point. Yeah, the rebel alliance and stuff like that, which kind of makes sense because we're just coming off—not like just, just, but like we're kind of coming off of like three, right? With this like book, correct? So well, what do you mean? Like, I don't actually know if I'm like yeah. phrasing Whoa. this like correctly because well, Catalyst is the precursor to Rogue One, right? Yeah, yeah. And Rogue One is all about oh, how, I see what you're saying. Like it's it takes place prior to four before they steal the plans for the Death Star. It's filling. It's more yeah, than it's filling. So I mean, it would stand to reason that like the Rebel Alliance wouldn't quite be known as like the Rebel Alliance True. yet. Maybe I'm sure so, they probably like, don't even have a nomenclature yet. Like, yeah, you know I mean? right. They're probably just like this like small group of like I mean like they said like these separatists. A ragtag bunch. Yeah, yeah. a ragtag motley crew in space man in like, a world where there's no rebels yet <laughs> yeah so this is really cool I actually want to buy this and read this um, even the, the best part about this is that it's like pre-Death Star right so I yeah. mean the whole idea of Rogue One is that they're completing the Death Star it's almost fully operational which is funny because that's like the whole point of like the, the first Star Wars <laughs> I was gonna say yeah and our weapon is fully operational yeah no <laughs> so it's leading up to that but apparently there's a scientist um, I forget what his name was but he's actually developing this this like energy focusing weapon right and so the separatists known as the rebels know about it um but also the uh the empire knows about it and they're trying to race to get this technology right i think is actually a really cool setup going even going to rogue one too um i think i've said this a couple times before i really like this rogue one concept a lot um because there's like these pieces of this mythos that you just know 
that have never really been deeply explored except for maybe in some of the books right right you know and this is like one of those things that I think that if they're gonna do it um instead of like a Han Solo movie which I'm still on the fence about see yeah we'll continue I think it's I think it's just one of these things that is really necessary in the in the canon of Star Wars especially visually and getting that out to people yeah but yeah I mean the Han Solo thing like I said is yeah. yeah. <laughs> Both you guys aren't too sold on that. No, no, we're I mean, not. Mm-hmm. I'm a big, I'm a solid maybe, you know? Okay. Like, I, I'm at least willing to, like, wait and see more about, you know, I know you're not a fan of who they're talking about for Lando. What is that? The Donald Glover? Yeah, I'm not, I'm, no, keep Childish Gambino out of any of this. Oh, no. But, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I think it could be kind of interesting because, I mean, you're talking more about the whole, like, I like to add in mythos where, like, it's just sort of like, well, you know, we speculate that somebody would have had to have stolen these plans for them to end up, like, with the Rebel Alliance. I don't know. I think that's kind of interesting. There's a lot of places in Star Wars canon where you can kind of just, like, pull it apart a little more and be like, all right, we're going to add, like, another book. We're going to add another, like, whatever, which is why I really, I don't know if you're a big, like, cartoon type of person. Yeah, you're about, like, like, Clone Wars and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, Wars. I love Clone Wars. Clone Wars is great. Um, anything that they do special outside of that is really cool, too. Um, and, like, I feel like with the more opportunities there are for stuff like that, like, real diehard Star Wars fans, I feel like they get more out of that right. than mm-hmm. even, like, the new movies. Because, mm-hmm. um, I mean, even still, like, going back, when we all saw uh, Force Awakens, I mean, that was still a big split. I think the majority of people enjoyed it, but yeah. there's still, a, like, a subset of really hardcore fans that are like, this is, like, way too J.J. Abrams, you know? Right. Yeah. It's, it's I think you just, quite. you gotta be willing to, like, concede a bit, too, of, like, you're trying to draw in new fans while still, like, paying, like, paying respects to your old fans right there were definitely moments in force awakens where you were like okay like as somebody who has grown up watching star wars all the time like i get it but then my little brother who you know never watched star wars before also got enjoyment out of the same scene so yeah so i mean yeah there's this is pretty cool so that being said i get this book if you want to it really probably will set you up really well for this movie i'm gonna do it because i'm really interested um but the coolest piece of news out of any of this is that they have released imagery photos of a new droid that's going to be in, in Rogue One. Grimdark R2-D2. Grimdark R2-D2. <laughs> it doesn't get much darker than this. He's like practically black and gray. Um, yep. He is he is a C2-B5, which is funny because it looks exactly like an R2 unit. Yeah. Um, so they're they're stretching a little bit here. but Well, he's like an Imperial R2 unit. He is. So I get, I get it, you know. Yeah. I, I'm not, you know, hip on all the classifications of droids. Right. Let me catch up on that. Yeah, why don't you get on that, <laughs> I'm going to have to. Malachi's somewhere shaking his head. The ghost of Malachi Barrett is just like... Is, I can Malachi already feel dead? him, like... Just judging us? Just omnipresent, yeah. Or just me. He's, I don't know. I, I feel like guys. his ghost, like, over this, like, production table right Do now. Do you know what... This droid reminds me of a little bit. Are you talking about his evil droid? Yeah. Dude, the R the R four K five. I was just gonna bring that up. So there we go. King of Segways. Queen That's of Segways still still here. Actually um, that wasn't what I was gonna say. Oh, ooh, okay. <laughs> Awkward. Say? I'm so sorry. So you tell us what you were gonna say okay. and then I'll get more into the R four. I was thing. gonna say it looks like one of those like really <laughs> really like sleek like kitchen trash cans. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? Black. Oh my god! Just like, yeah, I mean, kind of. That's but like you funny. put your trash in, and it's like it does a little like. Remember when Burger King had like those like automatic where like you would put your trash in and go thank you. Oh and, like, yeah, this, like, automatic. They like I, yeah, did you never? I did not know okay. about that. Advancement in droid technology. It just straight. It reminds me of like you said, one of those like just revolving like trash cans. And like I feel f- like if I were to put something in, it'd just be like thank you, and like this really like 
just nondescript Except Stephen Hawking. Except in this voice. case, it'd be like it'd like destroy you. It'd be pretty yeah. pissed yeah. off. Yeah, right. Much no. more aggressive. Yes. It's like, Thank you. I'm taking your arm now or something. Yep. Right. I mean, so yeah, that's kind of creepy looking. It's like emo R two. Yeah. You know. Um. But yeah, what I what I was alluding to. I'm sorry, Ben. Sorry, excuse me. Um. And and we've talked about this at length in the last season of Raving Geeks because like Malachi was super into this like evil droid thing like he could not get over it like he loved it um and i always thought it was kind of funny but now i have like an even more reason to like harp on it throughout the rest of this because this looks exactly like vader's r2 unit or r4 unit excuse me in uh, the vader comics where mm-hmm. he's like kind of the early adventures of, of darth vader right right yeah which we're going to talk about a little bit later mm-hmm. when we get into our summer roundup uh because uh, jordan's read a lot of these comics so she's kind of a quasi expert on this vader thing um, but I think it's really cool. Some people are saying that, like, he's, like, a a, a droid that's going to turn good, that may leak the plans to, to Separatists. Well, because the really sad thing, I was like, if you read up on the news or whatever, this uh, C2B5 droid, it these types of droids, they're Imperial droids, they're constantly given, like, very classified Imperial data. They go through, I was reading, like, frequent mind wipes to make sure that like they're less likely to one leak data to like the rebel alliance or the separatists but two also to keep them from developing a personality which i thought was incredibly sad that because is so sad then it goes on to like this article i was reading goes on to like compare it to like how like the r2 we know and love is the r2 we know and love because like you know the skywalkers had this droid for forever and you know it was able to develop a personality it's and like, like decades of imprinting of like right yeah emotion, like right? r2 for all intents and purposes is its own human being its own like droid with consciousness and sentience and like this c2b5 i have a feeling is either gonna pull like a, a fin where they're gonna be like you need to go for like reconditioning and then you know how fin just like ducks out i have a feeling like the c2 might like duck out as well like yeah i don't know how that's gonna work out but i can definitely see what you're saying i hope so good. they can be friends then they can all be friends r2, yeah. r2 can adopt c2 oh that Who would knows? be so cute take him on as like a son but then what if he dies and like you know r2 shreds like a single tear maybe that's why r2 wasn't functioning and uh actually that's whoa i'm sorry <laughs> nope that's like way in the future he's just me. remembering <laughs> the c2 <laughs> PTSD is a real serious problem. It's like Luke has left me. I lost my best friend Droid about 20 years ago. This isn't working for me. I'm out. Yeah, I'm out. Just internal shutdown. Listen, if I could do what R2 did, where I just like, I peace out for like the whole everything bad and then just check back in I'd like to take like a 24 hour coma or something, you know? (laughs) 24 hour coma. As as students, I think that would be a good thing for all of us. Straight up. Yeah, no, and that's um, that's really sad. I'm I'm actually kind of liking this. At first when I read it, I was just like, oh, if he's not evil, like I'm kind of like out. But like, it's not the same Droid, so I get it. It. But that is like you know like the the best thing about Star Wars is besides all this familial drama, it's always like a droid's journey. You know, mm-hmm. that's thought that was a really cool part about Force Awakens too, because it was that callback to R two. So it's like a set like a third droid's journey, man. Do you ever sit Where's down me? though and re- I'm sorry, just what you said just kind of like triggered this in my head. Do you ever sit down and realize <laughs> that like all of Star Wars is literally one family's drama messing mm-hmm. up the entire universe. So proper yeah. for a reason, like, man. Do you ever just sit down and you're like, listen, if the Skywalkers could just get their stuff together for like two minutes, maybe, maybe all of these people wouldn't have died. Multiple planets have exploded because of the Skywalkers this directly. Is, this is like you just need to chill out. Space. It's, it's literally this extraterrestrial keeping up with the Skywalkers. Oh, God. So, can we pilot Disney. that? What's that? Can we pilot that? We can pilot Keeping that. Up with the we, can, we can work with our video team to actually like produce 
So we'll see. We'll see if Disney gets hip on that. Um, <laughs> for you Marvel fans out there, we're going to keep this one quick because it's not really a huge deal, but like I know a lot of people play this. We're also trying to introduce more gaming coverage into our podcast. Uh, Alex, our producer, is actually going to help us out with that because he and Jordan actually know much more about gaming than I do. Maybe a little bit more than Kelsey because she yeah, knows probably. a little bit more than I do. Yep. Um, but I promise you guys I'm going to catch up. I actually rented The Last of Us, the remastered version for PS4. That's solid. To try to mm -hmm. catch up with you guys. But we'll talk about that at a later date. But right now, morbid news, sad news. Avengers Alliance 1 and 2 is no more. Just canned. Just canned. Disney Interactive decided that they just don't want to use it anymore. And it's really weird because it's an extremely popular game. You know, everybody's playing it. Um, I haven't personally played it, but I know just a bunch of people who just are constantly on that thing. Um, and they just want to move on. Well, what was weird to me from what I was reading about articles is that players can continue to play until September 30th, 2016. And then their app deadline. is going to stop. Which is like what, I guess... It's okay. like a self-destruct mode on the app. I was yeah. going to say, like... I, don't, I haven't gotten a chance to play this game personally. I know, like you said, I know people who play it. So, like, I don't know if there's something within the app that, like, I guess if you don't have anybody monitoring it anymore. But, like, that seems really silly to me. Like, even when they pulled, this is not the same thing, but, like, when they pulled Flappy Bird from, like, the App Store. Sure. Like, you could still play Flappy Bird on your phone if you had it downloaded. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Are people, I don't I'm know. sure there's, like, like, servers or something they can cut off. And, like, that's, and that's exactly it, too, is that there there are, the only reason why you can play this game is that there's constant connectivity online, because I guess it updates leaderboards, it does all this other stuff. Oh, okay. And it that needs to be sense. connected to a server the whole time. It's like a lot of these, like, PS, like, PS2 servers are completely down. Like, I know they're, like, slowly going back and shutting some PS3 servers down, which is sad, because it'll presume be a time where we can't use our PS3s anymore. Good God. I don't want to think about that. I know, I just um, got one. Yeah, I got one from my brother over the summer. I've been trying oh, to PS3? play the crap out of that. Yeah, yet. I got one from my roommate this summer, too. I got three and four. Oh, I, right. I still I don't need to get four. an Xbox One. I have an Xbox original now because my girlfriend has one, so that's pretty see, sweet. That so, is pretty yeah. sweet. I'm, I'm still, like, mid-2000s with all of, like, my personal consoles. I have, like, a 360 and, like, a PS2. There you go. Old school. But, yeah, yeah so they're cutting all the servers off, so you're not going to be able to play it anymore. They have promised that they'll make new games you know, advanced versions maybe of some of this. My guess is too, since they are remastering all these old, old games just because it was popular, they'll probably, five or ten years, they'll probably make a new version of this and it'll just be out, so. Not a huge loss there. But, and then two little tiny things, DC, because we're not going to focus too much on this, because quite frankly, I stopped watching CWTV DC stuff. I've I never been that I've, big of a fan. I've moved on. Yeah. It just you know, it's just not the same anymore. The relationship just isn't. Is there a reason why? Why you feel that way? It's boring to me now. Okay. To be honest, we'll get that. We'll get to that probably in another episode as well. Fair, fair. Because I fell off hardcore last year. But if they're doing a Black Lightning TV show, they're trying to pilot it. Um, I think that's actually kind of cool. You know, it's the second, third tier DC you know hero character. Um, you've got Arrow. You've got Flash still running. You've got Supergirl now on there. Those are kind of the big heavies. I get why they have them. This intrigues me. I actually might start watching again because of this. So, we'll see. We'll see. And then the last little bit of news before we move on and we introduce ourselves. We'll take a quick commercial break after that. Deathstroke is supposedly going to be in Justice League. Now, if you guys aren't hip with the news, Ben Affleck went to his Twitter and he went to his Facebook and he teased some sort of like digital and or potential just like real-time camera shot 
of Deathstroke in full armor, kind of like getting out of this like aircraft carrier. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of speculation now whether that's going to be one of the villains in Justice League, like a side villain for right. a second, mm -hmm. <clears throat> or if he's full on going to be the villain in the new Bat flick. Personally, personally, I think that is an awesome choice if they decide to go with the Bat flick because this is a character that has never been on the big screen before. I mean, he's been in a couple of TV things here and there, pretty big in the animated universe. He's shown up a bunch of times. But this right. could be incredibly epic. So, I mean, we'll have to wait and see. No one has confirmed this yet. The rap tried to confirm it with a source. Another person said it's with the Justice League, so the, the jury is still mm -hmm. out on that one. But we'll have to figure that one out. You guys, I know you read a lot of comics, so you're probably more hip to Deathstroke. You probably haven't heard of Deathstroke very much. A little bit. So we'll get a little bit about the history of Deathstroke real quick. So basically he was created, um, he was originally Deathstroke the Terminator. It was in the 80s, yeah. He was like an assassin character. Yeah. Um, when the Terminator came out, the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, The yeah, Terminator, yeah. Uh, they felt the need to drop the Terminator line because they didn't right. want to compete with that or get sued, right. um, especially because you know James Cameron has a lot more money yes. than I believe DC had at the time. Um, so it was just Deathstroke. And interestingly enough, um, he was basically the analog character that Marvel ripped off to create Deadpool. Yeah. Which they very look very similar. Um, just in aesthetics, I mean, they're not I was gonna really say, personality armor, wise, they're not personality -wise, similar at all. Completely different. Right. Um, the original <clears throat> costumes looked similar, but not like identical. But it was very clear, and people have always said that Deadpool, Deadpool was ripped off from Deathstroke. Um, probably a little bit better on the Deadpool side, because Deadpool's a lot funnier. Yeah, a right. A lot more accepted, more mainstream. But yeah, that's a good thing is because not a lot of people know about it. I mean, what you've seen some of these DC, you like the DC animated universe yep, quite a bit, yep. right? Big fan. So, I mean, he shows up a couple of times. Uh, was it Batman and Son? Yeah, like well, wasn't he also the uh, inspiration? But did you ever watch Teen Titans? Yeah, a little the bit. The animated. Wasn't yes. he the inspiration behind Wade Wilson in the whole Teen Titans? Yeah, no, Slade. Slade. Uh, sorry, no, his name was also Wade Wilson, <coughs> no, I'm no, pretty it was, sure. It was Slade Wilson, that's why Slade Wade Wilson, Wilson sorry. Was, was the Deadpool ripoff. Yeah, See, no. I told you guys. There you go. Yeah, right. he was the inspiration for Slade um, in Teen Titans, and that's how I, like, intimately got to... Intimately? I got, to, got to know him uh, through Teen Titans. Uh, I haven't read much of just, like, straight... Deathstroke stuff, mm -hmm. but I would be really interested because if we're talking uh, that he's gonna be like the villain in uh, Bat Fleck, Bat Bat Fleck, I don't know, Bat, bat Fleck, Bat Fleck, yeah, <laughs> the, in the Bat Fleck, Bat Fleck. Um, I would really be interested because we saw in the beginning of what was that, Batman versus Superman? There was the Robin mm -hmm. uh, uniform that was sprayed with like Joker tag on it, and you gotta kind of wonder if this is like the Jason Todd Robin or if this is gonna try and do what it did in the animated series where there was the um ooh I think in the Teen Titans one that was Dick Grayson because he did become Nightwing later in the Teen Titans one but uh right. yeah no it's, it's just interesting what Robin are we gonna play with how is he gonna fit into the canon I'm super stoked personally yeah so. and that's interesting too because a lot of people were actually really looking forward to some kind of like under the red hood 
storyline with this Batfleck movie, <laughs> which would have been awesome because I mean, like, I'm a big Jason Todd fan, which is really funny because people hated him. That's the whole reason why they no, killed no. him. No, Jason off in the Todd first is place. the best Robin. It was really I'm cool. Sorry. He was moody. Sure, I get it. You know, people didn't like how much of a dick he was, but like, I really enjoyed his character. I like that he was like a really kind of like dark mirror to to Batman. To Batman, yeah. Way more than Dick was. Way more than Tim was. Um, so yeah, I, I'm a little disappointed, but even just the hint of Deathstroke, you know, just throwing blows left and right at Batfleck is actually really exciting to me. So we'll see how that works out. Not quite sure yet, but we'll get there. So we're going to take a quick, short commercial break to let you know about your local uh, Hall of Heroes comic book shop. And then we'll come back, we'll introduce ourselves a little bit more to you guys, tell you guys what we're going to cover this season, and then we'll get into our main segment. So stay tuned. Wake up in the morning and I go and get the paper. Get the paper. Hey guys, this episode of Raving Geeks has been sponsored by The Hall of Heroes. Located in Campus Court next to Subway, The Hall of Heroes is open six days a week, Monday through Saturday. Visit their website at www.hallofheroesllc.com and let The Hall of Heroes become your go-to comic book destination. My synopsis is real. Never had that old team mixing feel with cats who make waves and aptly get a 360 deal. Hey guys, we're back, and as always, you can check out any comic that we uh, we recommend to you at the Hall of Heroes. It's located right on Mission Street. It's right next to, it's like a marathon gas station. It's by Insomnia Cookies, if you know where that's at. I know you kids know where Insomnia Cookies is at. But as I mentioned before, we do have a new face and a new voice in the room, because you can't see a face, but you hear a voice all the time. Miss Jordan Hermani. Right, Hermony. Hermony. I get it someday. It, it happens. The, my last name is very similar to Hermione. So we call her Hermione all the time. So as I've actually very formally been introduced to people as Hermione straight out, and people will look at me and be like, "Is your name really Hermione?" And no, no, it's Jordan or Joe, but Hermione works. Which makes so. sense because she's a big Harry Potter fan. She's a big comic fan. So we're gonna let her just kind of introduce herself a little bit because you're gonna get to know her a little bit more intimately as you listen to us on the Raving Geeks each week. Oh hey wow! Oh hey wow! Wow. Um, <laughs> so, uh, my name is Jordan. I am a news editor here at Central Michigan Life. This will be my second year being a news editor. Uh, I started working here my freshman year. Uh, really got to know Ben and Kelsey. Didn't really get to know you guys until, like, second semester of my freshman year. Um, so, yeah, no, I've been a huge comic fan. Big way into nerd stuff since I was really little. Um, been super into Star Trek my whole life, actually. Uh and Star Wars. It was it was very much so a dueling thing in my family where my dad would try and like really really get me to watch Star Wars and when I was little Star Trek was always on cuz it was just on like the cable TV channels that we had. So, I would sit up and watch that. Um I started collecting comics middle school-ish. Uh started with uh Green Lantern. I actually one of the first ones I started collecting was Green Lantern because I started collecting the Hal Jordan runs because I was like, Hal Jordan, I'm Jordan. Okay, that's so cool. <laughs> hey, we're like the same guy. We're like oh, wow. the same person. Oh, hey, and, wow. Wow. Um, and so, yeah, no, I started collecting with Hal Jordan. Uh, then, for a while, moved into Marvel. Then realized that there is more to the world than Marvel and DC. Started moving even more outwards. Uh, I cosplay. I attend cons. I have both attended cons and worked cons. Uh, so that is a huge part of probably what I will be talking about um, I also play a lot of video games. I mean, I do have more to life than video games, but do like playing them a lot. 
And then, uh, yeah, no, outside of geekdom and nerdy stuff, uh, I'm also really into hockey, so. Well, there you go. Yeah. So this is why we brought Jordan on, because Kelsey and I, we, we, we're, we're good. We're good yeah, together, we you can, know, but we had know. a void. And as much as we're cool, we needed a third, you know, third rock. Yeah. To weigh us down, but in a good way, not hold us down. So yeah, so she's replacing Tyler Malachi, and this is the last time I'm going to bring up Tyler Malachi, because guess what? It's a new season. It's a new face. Yeah. We're moving on. Goodbye, sirs. Raving geeks, all new, all different. Raving geeks. So yeah, this is this is really cool. We're glad that Jordan's on. She's going to add a, a wealth of perspective that we didn't have before. Once we get equipped with another mic, we're going to have Alex on more regularly to kind of add in and chime in. Um, and so it's going to be really cool. And also, we got some fans that kind of want to get involved as well. They came and talked to us. By the way, shout out to Noah Beshore. I hope I'm saying your name right, because apparently I've been butchering names all day. He's good at it. But yeah, he's a... <laughs> we got it. Um, he's, a, he's a fan. He's been listening to us for a while, and he's a freshman and he just wants to get involved um, which is really cool because the best thing about the Raven Geeks is that we're eventually all going to graduate and you know you guys like listening to us so the things we want is to have fans get involved and maybe take over for us one day um, that's the kind of the opportunity that you have at CM Life when you can just do all this it's pretty cool and that is my pitch for you to come join a podcast Alex is shaking his head just like oh thank you um, <laughs> but yeah so please Facebook us message us tweet at us it's at Raven Geeks is our Twitter handle we'll try to repost stuff as much as possible or retweet your questions that you have uh, one thing that we did last season is that we did a bunch of fan shout outs where any new fans that we had that joined us on our Twitter we'd mention their names give them a holla um, and if you guys even send us stuff uh, to talk about or you want to make fun of us want to send us hate mail we will read all of that on air. Please give us hate mail. Please. It would be so much fun. We have made such a huge push in the last two years for hate mail. Never we, gotten we've it. Never gotten hate but mail. But like, isn't that a good thing? Doesn't that say a lot about you guys? Absolutely as like, not. I want to argue. Absolutely not. Okay, but arguing, <laughs> arguing is one thing. Hate mail is completely different. Hate mail is like you dumb mf f whatever like agree to disagree i take that as another term of endearment so yeah i will I mean, say i will say this though last time i was at the comic book shop i was talking to michael and i turned i turned my gaze to our old uh poster and it was a new one and i was like what happened to the old one and he's like oh you uh, someone came in here and defaced your your thing which no is funny because i constantly asked people to deface our posters and it finally got done and i asked who it was and i said it was some girl and i was like well who was it and they're like i don't know they weren't very happy with you so that being oh. said i don't know who that was i'm sorry if i if i hurt you i'm sorry <laughs> um, <laughs> but that's uh yeah so it's pretty interesting uh it's funny but we want more of that anything you can do for us we'll put some new posters out if you have heck if you deface them and they're really cool send us pictures of them we'll put them on our facebook it'll be funny Yes. Um, that's the kind of interaction we want to keep here. But moving on, we always have a main segment, and I think this is the perfect seg to get into our first main segment. It's an easy one for us to do, and it's a timely one. We're wrapping up our summer in summation, our geeky summers. Uh, so that covers movies that we saw, some comics that we read, Netflix binges that we had, video games that we played, uh, including Pokemon Go, which was the big craze during the summertime. Uh, so we're going to talk about all of that. But to start off, we're going to get into the movies. Movie roundup. Because that's what we do best here. Oh, wow. Would you look at that? Oh, wow. That, that's our best Owen Wilson impersonation, by the way. We're going to uh, continue to drop those and others as often as we can here on The Raving Geeks. Every time. Every single time. So the, the newest one, is it the newest? I think it's the most recent one to come out, is Suicide Squad. Mm -hmm. Extremely divisive movie. 
You either love it or you hate it. You either love it or you hate it. Same way with Batman vs. Superman. I'm kind of in the middle. You're kind of in the middle. That's good. The thing is, is there was like points where I was definitely watching this movie and I was like, wow, like I could get into this maybe. But then like there would be points where like I definitely felt like I was watching two movies that were like glued together by some by with scotch tape. Yeah, Yeah. it was not glued together. It was scotch taped together last second. Like the director clearly like spilled coffee on half this script (laughs) and then like hastily typed it before his first pitch meeting and was like, so we're gonna copy Deadpool. And then from there, we're going to go grimdark and we're going to splice it together with a lot of soundtracks and cut them very badly. And it's coming from somebody who, like, considers themselves a pretty big DC fan. Sure. Me too. We we deserved a lot more than what we got. Which is pretty upsetting because I was seeing trailers and I was like, you know, this could be great. Like, this could... I laughed at the trailers. I thought it was interesting. It was the first time I'd really seen DC try to do something that's not like I'm super angsty and listen to My Chemical Romance and sit in my room and uh, like whatever. Do you think that's what so, Young Clark Kent did all the time? No, that, that's absolutely. Young Bruce Wayne. Oh. That's Young Bruce Wayne. Oh. You know for a fact Alfred had to come like, Master Wayne, could you please turn down Escape the Fate, please? Leave me like, alone. <laughs> I'm trying to be emo in here. I'm brooding. <laughs> I'm the so knife. yeah, no, but. I know. I know you loved it. I did love it. And I'm, before I get into my fan love, um, and I and I had I had some reservations. I still have some takeaways that are not so positive from that. Um, but I'll get into that in a second. So we have a middle road person here, Kelsey. You're yeah. like an anomaly in the geek community. Right I know. Now. So why did you like it? Why didn't you like it? I mean, okay. Well, I thought it was entertaining. First of all, I mean, it, I mean, I thought it was entertaining. But there was definitely like. It was too, like, quickly paced. I feel like they tried to get everything in there, and there was just, like, why? Like, wait, where? Like, we were just somewhere else, like, two seconds ago. Why are we here now? Like, mm-hmm. how did this happen? So I feel like the pacing was really off. So that was, like, definitely, like, a, and I feel I feel like I wanted more about the characters, and, and I don't know. It just, I don't know. I, I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it either. Like, I was thoroughly entertained while I watched it, and... But I don't necessarily know that I need to, like, see it again. I think I would like more backstories about some of the characters that they, you know, didn't focus on as much. And um, I also thought it was really weird that they had that one character on there for, like, two seconds and then they killed him. Yeah, I was like... I straight up was like... I kind of laughed a little. It was really sad, but, like... His head blown off. I I don't know. I just thought it was really funny where... They were just like, yeah, we're gonna make a run for it. And Captain Boomerang's like, yeah, let's make a run for it. And then the guy's just like, it's like done. I was like, okay, well, you know. Well, I guess we're all just gonna stay here, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, no. Um, so here's, here, I liked it a lot. I guess like here's the thing about like my DC fandom is that like I am such a huge DC fan. Is that like when it's like even remotely done close enough to canon where I can like relate to these characters where they even resemble that canon. I'm all, I'm all in, right? I can take all the flaws. I can take all the blemishes. I can accept that it's not going to be Dark Knight tier. I can accept that it's not going to be Winter Soldier tier. Um, and I think movies like that are kind of just one-off. I think people, when they see those movies, they expect, okay... You're talking like Winter Soldier and Dark Winter Knight Winter Soldier stuff. and Dark Knight, right? They see that, okay, it can be done, so why can't other people do oh, it? Yeah, and right. there's a reason for that. And it's one, because the Russo brothers are geniuses. True. It's because Christopher Nolan is a genius. Right. Um, it was one of those moment in time kind of things. Um, 
And it's just never going to be that. I get that, and I'm okay with that. Um, maybe it's me accepting media- mediocrity in some of this. I just think, because what I read was that they literally filmed, and then they showed it to an audience, and it tested poorly, so they refilmed, and then they spliced together like what they had. And I don't necessarily know if that's true. Have you heard? Well, the, you're, you're almost right. So, And that's, that's a good thing to go down, is that when this movie was screened, there was a longer cut. Um, it was a much more violent cut, and it had some of those other Joker scenes that were in there. Um, some of that stuff got did get cut out well before that made that first cut. Right. Um, but there were some other things that made their Joker and Harley's relationship more abusive, um, which I think some people that I talked to actually wanted to see more of that. I don't think we needed to. No. It's, but, it's pretty implied. Yeah, yeah, you get it. Any kind of, like, gratuitous. I mean, that went from, like, being, like, kind of a dark movie to, like, really grim dark if... Wait, are there are there clips out there like for people to see? They're just like trailer cuts. People like took spots from the trailer that like are pulled out of it. Okay. Um, maybe they'll do it on a, like a DVD Blu-ray release, like a director's cut. Maybe, but um, yeah, there's there were supposedly three different cuts of this movie out there at one point in time. There was Ayer's first cut. Right, which he mm-hmm. claims was the one that got to the movie theater, which I don't believe. No. Um, there was a second cut that made it more funny. And then there was... Which you could kind of tell at the beginning when they were, like, individually listing off, like, the stats. Like, that was very... I hate to, like... It was very Deadpoolish. It. it was very Deadpoolish. It was extremely yeah. Deadpoolish. In fact, it felt like a big-time ripoff. And that maybe was one of the only criticisms I felt had was that as, as much as that, like, works, it's like that was, a like, a Deadpool-centric thing. That was, like, what made that movie unique. And, like, doing yeah. that constantly throughout, it's just... It's not gonna... I don't know. It didn't resonate. But, I mean, I guess I like the way that they did the characters... I really liked Will Smith as Deadshot, which is yeah. really funny because I, I just despise Will Smith as an actor. I don't know why. I just have never been into it. Um, but he was really good. I Do liked, I think oh, oh sorry. There's no. like, but there's a lot of room to grow there, and I yeah. really think that's cool. Um, I don't know. I think we could have cut people out. We could have definitely. I felt like there were too many moving parts, and like me personally, I thought that the Joker was completely like inconsequential until yeah. like the very end yeah like one i was never sold on jared leto's joker ever at all first time i saw a picture of him i straight up thought he looked like he had escaped from a local hot topic <laughs> and then fallen into a <laughs> vat of melted papa roach cds like there's nothing i guess it's because i'm spoiled and i've seen people like jack nicholson do it and heath ledger do it and you know mark hamill's animated joker and i just feel spoiled in that regards but like jared leto's joker was just like i get what they were trying to convey but like the damage tattoo on the forehead there's like there's taking it too far some of it was really too on the nose and yeah. one of the, and one of the people that uh at a comic book shop in ann arbor actually vault of midnight really cool place yeah um, it is a great place been there i was talking to those people about it and one of the things that they said was is that like it it was just way too on the nose for one right but it was like grant morrison's like wet dream joker you know like this is like every like joker that grant morrison has been putting out for years and years and years uh this like very gang lord crime lord centric you know joker not he's crazy but he's like not like like compulsive which is he's just murderous he's just he's just he's just like impulsive yeah. right as opposed to being compulsive about like batman and trying to get batman and like being a foil to batman he's just like i just feel like killing this person so, so i'm gonna will. do it yeah yeah um and that's an aspect of joker i feel like that's a really important aspect of joker's character um but i, I mean i liked it i thought it was good i wanted more of that Honestly, I, I've talked to uh, Dr. Summers, who's been on this show before. He's going to be on more. Um, if they would have just had them fight Joker and kind of just do, like, Assault on Arkham in a live-action 
thing. It probably would have resonated a lot more with people. Enchantress's whole role was also kind of... You could have cut all that CGI out of there. David Ayer is not good at working with CGI. Well, also, like, Cara Delevingne is not that great of an actress either. No. So, like, Enchantress was very much so, like, campy to me. Like, I was watching this go down between Flag and Enchantress and was just like, "Mm, I'm not buying this. So, so it's, uh, I don't know. Um, What were you saying earlier? Yeah. I don't remember now. It's okay. I'm sorry. No, that's fine. I feel like I feel like this movie would like was like a decent like intro to the characters. Like, and I w- I want more about these characters, but like, I didn't love the movie. I guess. Yeah. So yeah. I liked Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn a lot. Probably the one of the standout of the entire yeah, movie. Yeah, like I thought she was like great. Great A casket casting. Yeah. So I guess we'll see. Um, kind of lukewarm here. I don't know. Better, better things. But yeah, then we got Civil War, which kind of came out right as we were getting out of school. Mm-hmm. So this is like kind of quasi summer It's oldish, movie. but... But we can just do a quick recap because we weren't able to do one on here. I liked it a lot. I thought there was a lot of room for improvement. And by no ways was it anywhere near Winter Soldier, even the first Cat movie. It felt like retread. It felt like it should have just been an Avengers flick in the first place. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I get it. I get the carryover all the Bucky stuff. And I guess that's like the one through line between all these movies if you want to consider them a like full trilogy. Uh, which really cool. Um, I don't know. Not what I wanted out of Civil War, man. I've been very actually considering, especially because next we plan on talking about Apocalypse, I've been very meh with almost all superhero movies released recently. The summer was like, really kind of not that good. And I don't know if it's just because like we're so privileged in the fact that like we keep getting more and more movies. It's like, we're going to get this. We're going to get this on Netflix. We're going to get this on the CW. We're getting this like for a video game. We're getting this for you know a Netflix series. Like, we have variety. We have choice. Yeah, no. And so like I'm tired of being handed mediocrity, kind of. But you're right. Like Not every movie is going to be uh, Dark Knight Rises. Like, yeah. Not every. I don't know. So, the same thing with Civil War too. Is that like as even though like I had my problems with it, I thought it was a great movie. Yeah. For a period of time, there, I enjoyed when it. I had both as I pirated it. I'm sorry. I stole the movie. You're gonna get a yeah. You're already on the way. Point being we is that uh, for a period of time <laughs> when I had the pirated version of Batman vs Superman theatrical and the pirated version of of Civil War. My propensity was to watch Civil War more often because for me it was a better flick. And I'll definitely say that right out right now. I can say, wow. It pains me to do it. It has to hurt It hurts. It actually hurts. But no, for a while there, that's how it was. Now when the the Ultimate Cut came out, that totally changed because I thought the Ultimate Cut was extremely superior to that theatrical cut. But still, yeah, Marvel Marvel pulled one one up. And really, honestly, Spider-Man was the best part of all of that. Um, I just thought it was really interesting that throughout the whole movie like Tony Stark was trying to be like having the higher ground of like Cap you did this and Cap you did that but he recruits like a 16 year old to go fight with him like yeah. no nobody stopped and was like we are literally beating up a child like I just a high school student. on a high school junior he like, should be in math class did anyone say that no, no no like he got his ass kicked and it was like well Whatever. Well, he's, he's got abilities, small. right? Right. Yeah. So. Well, he did. He did hold his own against the Winter Soldier and, and grabbed his metal arm. So I think. I think. I think Peter is okay. And honestly, the thing is, too, I hate Spider-Man. I think Spider-Man is a really junk character, and mm. that's just my just my feeling on it. Nice I know fun. I'm wrong most of the time on this. Um, I, I'm not. Malachi's not here. It's okay. I was gonna I know, say. I I'm, free, I'm free of the chains. <laughs> I can go hold he no be, holds bar on. He's Peter been Parker. released. Yeah, no, I thought it was great. Um, Kelsey, you like these movies a lot. You like these movies typically a lot more than some of these DC movies. Yeah. So what was your take on the Civil War? 
I enjoyed it. I mean, it wasn't like a stellar, like an amazing movie, but I like I thoroughly enjoyed it. I didn't have a lot of complaints. I honestly can't remember. I know I had some, but I can't. Same. I mean, one the, of the things I wanted to ask you, yes. being a BCA major, yes, is those those god awful big letter like location cards. Berlin, New like, York. What did you think of that? Did that take you out of the movie? A little bit. Yeah, that's weird. That's a bit much. That doesn't happen often, does no. it? I mean, you can use some of these title cards, but not where it's just like... Right in your face. It's distracting. They did that on Preacher, which we'll talk about the TV roundup maybe sometimes here too, but they did it a couple times on Preacher, which was okay, but I guess like in a TV show, maybe it's less noticeable. Yeah. You know? Okay, so Civil War. Lukewarm, like it, like it, hate it. What's the geeks uh, geeks thumbs up rating? Seven point five. Seven point five. Yeah, on the Civil I'd probably War. give it like a seven. I wasn't sold, but I didn't hate it. Yeah. So now, Apocalypse, X Men mm. Apocalypse, the third version of this first class line, which is by far my favorite X Men like line of movies. Okay, I thought you were gonna say like Apocalypse is your favorite. No, no. I was like, whoa, whoa, bud. I like, actually have not seen Apocalypse. And I, I really actually wanted haven't to, either. But really, Jordan did. Okay, yep. No, I saw Apocalypse. Um, I saw Apocalypse also a while ago though. So like, this is me like recounting. I saw it once in yeah. the middle of the summer this year at some weird like theater, whatever. Um, it was okay. It was not really what I thought it was going to be going in. Um, I was a little underwhelmed with uh, Oscar Isaac as Apocalypse. Which is disappointing because I thought that was actually going to be really cool. Yeah, no, I was kind of underwhelmed with his whole just spiel of like, I'm gathering the most powerful mutants in the world. And like, my (laughs) one gripe with every... I'm a diehard X-Men fan. I love X-Men. I love... Um, Nightcrawler, Mystique. Like, I have a weird thing for all the blue X-Men for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> Nightcrawler, Mystique, and uh, Beast, top three. But um, every movie, they revert back to Magneto being the villain somehow. And, like, it's getting old. It's old hat at we this point. It. Like, yeah. I'm so tired of it being, like, Magneto's reformed. Magneto is evil. Magneto has a family. Magneto's family gets murdered. Magneto's joining Apocalypse. Apocalypse says... Forget you, Magneto. Magneto has a birthday party. Yeah, it's like, (laughs) Magneto throws the cake at the president. It's like, we don't know. It gets annoying when you're like, wonder who the villain's gonna be this time. Oh my god. Wait. It's old man Magneto. Like, like, you, you just get annoyed with the fact that it's like, I'm not, I'm not surprised anymore. I'm not interested. You can hand me all these really cool characters, which I'm a little salty. Some of them ended up the way they did, but whatever um i i guess that's just my biggest gripe with most of the x-men movies that have come out is all of them have centered around magneto being evil and magneto being wrong and, and see, the, the thing is about that is that like michael fassbender is such a fantastic actor and right. i think that i mean e mcclellan is, is good um he's genius amazing but like you know the fassbender thing Watch really treat me too i'm just saying okay? i'll fight you about I it yeah i was will. gonna say Ian mcclellan oh god man after my heart but <laughs> chelsea's yeah. gonna punch me in the face after this um yeah, no, so... We'll see. I, I, I still want to see it. I'm still going to make a point to like, see it. Like, see it, digest yeah. it, but, like, I'm interested to see how this continues from there on, yeah. but, or if it does, I don't know. Who knows? They could take it away from Brian Singer now, since he didn't really deliver. Yeah. Well, I will say, like, uh, Days of Future Past was the last one before this, right? Which was great. That yeah. was that was a gem. That was, was solid. Good. That was good. And I feel like... I feel like every time you have a really good movie, it happened with Captain America, it happened with X-Men, it happened with the James Bond series, you have a sh- dumb shit movie, 
not shit, but a mediocre movie. You go and you make this great movie, and then you end up with a another it's, mediocre one. It's just lackluster. It's hard. Casino to, Royale, Skyfall, whatever this new one was, Spectre. It's, like, it's yeah. hard to follow up. It's just really hard to follow up. Christopher Nolan said this a bunch of times about Dark Knight Rises: is that we are going to try so hard to give you a good third movie, but it's so hard to do a third movie in a trilogy. Look, I mean, look at Jedi, right? Jedi's good, but it's not, not nearly great, as good yeah. as, as, as New Hope or right. nearly as good as Empire Strikes Back. Right. So I get it. It's hard to do. Speaking of third movies, and this is the final one on our movie roundup, Star Trek Three, Star Trek Beyond. I saw it. Did you see it? I'm dying to see it. She does not see it. Did you see it? Alex has saw it. Did you see it? I think he saw it. <laughs> you might remember. He might not. Maybe he was wiped... Maybe his memory was wiped like a droid. I'm not really sure. Are you an Imperial droid? You don't happen to be a CT unit, do you? Are you spying on us? Yeah. He's saying no, but isn't that what you would want somebody to say who's spying on you? It's good point. I'm not doing it. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, hey, wow. Look at that. I'm cat now. (laughs) I'm just meowing in the microphone. But no, Star Trek Three was really good. I really liked it a lot. I'm a big fan of these newer movies. Um, I'm a huge Star Trek fan. Same here. You know, I was raised as a Trekkie. Star Wars came a little bit later in life, but my dad is a big Trek fan. My brother's a big Trek fan. And like, despite a lot of people saying like, ah, it doesn't really necessarily feel quite like the old Star Trek. I liked what they were doing with the new brand, right? Star Wars or Star Trek One, great. Into Darkness, okay. Yeah, the, it was con, not. the con attempt was good, but it was just it was a remake of Wrath of Khan. I'm okay with that. This one really felt like an old like episode. That's um, what a lot of people, like my friends, all told me. But they were like, "Listen, we know you like TOS. Go see this." The like, element of camp was there that kind of was like lacking. Um, it didn't take itself as seriously. Simon Pegg wrote this one, and Simon Pegg being such a huge Trek fan, it really, really showed. It really did feel like old Star Trek. Um, the villain and the way that they kind of like it's it's more like diplomacy and war despite it not being like really cerebral like some of those other like first Star Trek movies um, it felt more like that because there was like there was an element of like them trying to I don't want to spoil it for you guys no but, yeah but the uh, it's like kind of like this like this rogue Using, like, yeah, man versus alien and how we're going to come together and not kill each other. Yeah, together. and there's an element still that kind of was there in In a Darkness that there's, like, maybe this, like, rogue, like, element that used to be with, you know, the Federation and now is not. Um, right. And that's in that movie. You can see that. But it was cool. I liked how they did it. You know? Um, good attempt. Especially post-J.J. Abrams. So I really want to see where they go with the next one. I'm pretty sure there is. Um, and we have, a, we have a new C, like TV show to look forward to. I'm so stoked about that. We're going to spend a lot of time on that because, I mean, my God, when does this ever happen in a generation? Right. You know? No. Like, I'm crazy stoked about <laughs> it. So, yeah, there's a lot to be there with the Star Trek. But, yeah, go see those movies if you liked them. I'm sure there's a couple more that we didn't mention. If you hated a movie this summer, whether it's geeky or not, uh, you know, you saw, like, the new Meryl Streep movie where she's, like, a bad singer. Tell us about it. Let us know. We'll make fun of it. We'll talk about it. You can make fun of us if you want to. It is okay. We do. We're going to wrap up here a little bit. We're going to talk a bit about comics, though, because we need to talk about comics. So, very quickly, what did you like this summer? You liked Star Wars a lot. You liked the Vader stuff. Yeah, I was stuck stuck up in my internship all summer, so I did not get to read uh, much of anything. Um, I've just been catching up on... The Star Wars run that started in 2015. Um, I ordered the first three issues of Poe Dameron. Haven't gotten a chance to crack those open yet, but I've been reading about the issues. Um, it's 
prior. It's kind of like how Rogue One is doing this thing where it's prior to uh, New Hope. Uh, Poe Dameron's run is all about him, uh, how he gets to Jakku, how he talks to Lor Santanka. I believe that's how you pronounce the name. Um, and so the kind of thing I'm back and forth with that I liked because I was really gone this summer that I so I didn't really miss anything was these comics publish like once a month which is kind of a disappointment to you isn't it yeah cause like I will a lot of times forget when these things are gonna publish cause they usually drop around the same time but I don't know when and sometimes they're just like well we might drop this week we might drop next week and it just gets to be a little frustrating but this summer in particular it was very helpful to kind of be like alright well I'm gonna peace out for four months and uh come back and I'm going to have four comics instead of 4,000 comics. So, but no, you said you did a lot of reading of Rebirth, which dropped this summer. I did. I liked all the stuff that Rebirth put out. Um, as a big fan of New 52, um, it really like, it, it dropped off like halfway for me. I used to, I used to like buy all the New 52 titles. I was 52 comics a month. Jesus. Way too much money on DC. I was going to say. Especially for them to like kind of break my heart in the middle of this this run. The only thing that really was stand out, and we've talked about it a bunch on the show, was that Scott Snyder Batman run, um, which was brilliant. But all this Rebirth stuff is really cool. I'm glad that they decided to kind of get away from this like new, like, like 20-something like year old characters. Yeah, um, no. Kind of go back to the original way that their stories were. Um, I think they learned their lesson that when you take too many liberties on some of these storylines to try to like adapt them and make them hip and new, it just doesn't work. I mean, sometimes it needs a refresher, but there's a difference between a refresher and just complete destruction of what this looks like. like yeah, and like what the world, like ugh, how it feels, and just, uh, yeah, um, I'm glad that they did this. But all the lines are really good. The the Greg Rucka Wonder Woman is freaking fantastic. That's great to hear. It is probably the best one out of all like the main hero lines. Um, the Superman ones are pretty good too. The action comics are pretty sweet. They've they've split Superman into four different characters now. Hmm. Um, there's like a, like a Chinese Superman. Lois Lane has Superman's powers by some like anomaly that goes on. Won't spoil it for you. Just go read it. Um, and then there's a couple other things too that that happen. But yeah, no, I, I'm really happy that they decided to kind of go back to their roots. Even like the branding, you know, they have a new shield as a new symbol. It kind of looks like the old DC symbol. Um, the way that the comics are formatted are really cool, too. So, yeah, go ahead and read all that stuff. The new Batman stuff is cool, but specifically check out that Wonder Woman stuff because that has been, like, my highlight read of all of this. It's pretty cool. So, finally, in our summer roundup, there was a big game that popped up out of nowhere. Maybe you heard of it. It's called Pokemon Go. All the kids are playing it. They're falling off of cliffs for it. They're running into, like, cars for it. I think it's really funny because do either of you two play? Yes. I played, like, for a minute. Okay. So, like, this was actually such a problem with people being like, hey, like, my child ran into traffic on I-75 trying to catch a Squirtle, which, fun fact, you don't actually have to run after the Pokemon. You can just stand there and catch it. Well, little did those kids know. So. And now they're dead. They've included, I don't actually think anyone's died because of Pokemon. They're all dead because of Pokemon. (laughs) Anyone who ever downloaded Pokemon Go is dead. You're all All dead now. Um, But they actually had to include little warnings that if you're, if you, your iPhone. So pathetic. If your iPhone registers going past like a certain speed, and it'll little pop up, it'll be like, "Whoa, slow down! You're going too fast." You, and you stop. You literally have to click that you're either a passenger in the car or like it's just like I've gotten that while riding my bike before. It's like you're going too fast. It's like no, no. Are no. you so? You, are you playing Pokemon Go while you're on your bike? Maybe once. Do you know how incredibly <laughs> dangerous that is, Jordan? Okay, listen, I lived on Mackinac Island all summer, God. so like it's not the worst that could happen. 
Not gonna get hit by a car. Hit yeah, by a horse, maybe. Get by a but buggy. Well, don't try to do that here in Mount Pleasant. Yeah, don't nobody, do nobody it. Pays attention. No. no, you will get hit by a car. But and die. And die. Yeah. But you liked it a lot, eh? I, I did at first until I got rid of the tracker, and then it wasn't as fun. Yeah, that's hard now. Um, but my apartment, because I live over a specific um, downtown business, I won't say which one because I don't need everyone to know where I live. Sure. Um, that's a good one. Is, it is. Um, is a Poke Stop, which was really nice because there was always Pokemon there, and I was always picking up Pokeballs. Like, so you just like get up, you turn on your phone. I, I, you know what? I didn't check it as much as you would here. think. Because I would, I would just forget about it. But um, yeah, I've definitely forgotten about it. Yeah, I haven't played it honestly in like two weeks because they, I since they got rid of the tracker, it wasn't as much like it was so hard to find Pokemon. It was like kind of what's the point? So to find this tracker, I, mean, I think so. I was playing in like the first couple weeks. That is, mm-hmm. is that like the the blips that they, show you yeah. where Pokemon are at? You're well. Pokemon used to have like three little steps underneath it and yes. like three steps meant you're super far two steps meant you're getting close and one step means it's like within like a hundred feet you're like or something. yeah basically yeah and then so there was like one update and like the tracker broke where everything was displayed as being like three footsteps away regardless of how close you were and then what's up with this new update it's it's supposed to say like if it's if they're in long grass I think it's that they're somewhere near you and then if they're like near a pokey stop it'll show that pokey stop really? i've never seen them near and like show the pokey stop thing though either. and i live at one so i think it just doesn't work hmm. um and i guess people are now starting to get refunds at least i know through itunes people have been requesting refunds and getting refunds back really i actually yeah i got a because if you spend money in the app like you know if you buy like the coins to get sure, pokeballs yeah. or whatever you can request a refund and you just like say like the app does not function as it said it should because they got rid of the tracker and like i got like i think i don't remember how much i got a couple bucks back because it they're re- refunding all these people for these purchases so because it doesn't technically it worked the way it's supposed to see i didn't know any of this so mm-hmm. this is really interesting to me too because like this was like a huge craze right yeah everybody was doing now so it's, it's kind of like blowing up in their faces yeah their stocks are starting to crash and well, stuff geez. too yeah they're getting a lot of a lot of flack for it now i guess that's the the life and times of pokemon go yep is there like any like move to like maybe create a better game or to try to fix some of this stuff they're doing a, an update in december i keep hearing of uh they're gonna add another generation of pokemon so that one's coming out next year. alex uh, says that this one's going out next year okay so, so yeah the new, last the new pokemon's coming out next year the, last i um, heard that they were coming out this in December and or something was coming out this fall could be new Pokemon could be an update or something but uh yeah no so that they might be figuring out something with that I don't know this makes me incredibly sad but also incredibly happy at the same time why because like when this came out I said this is this is gonna not this has no legs this is gonna die real fast and now I'm watching it die real fast I feel it was so much fun though when it first started and it was great too because like there were so many, like, I live downtown, so every night you would see people, like, all over and, like, interacting with each other, like, playing together, like, oh, I just saw a Cubone, like, over there, yeah, like, go no. get it, like, it was just, like, really cool to see all these people, like, hanging out together that, you know, normally probably would never talk to each other. And I did like that, the, all the stories were like, listen, this is getting people out of their houses, like, yeah. you said for years, like, get out of your freaking house, and now, like, you're concerned about people playing Pokemon Well, Sh- Michelle Obama couldn't do it. 
Like there were there were uh, I actually saw it was really cute online. So we're talking about Michelle Obama. <laughs> I I love Michelle I lo- Obama. I love me so Michelle I Obama. love Michelle Obama. I'm just saying. Let's not even get into this. <laughs> I don't know. That's cool. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so Pokemon Go, maybe I'll pick it back up. But now it's like there's no reason for me to pick it back up. I just want them to come up with a better, newer Pokemon game. I would like them to... Across the board, good. I think if they fix the tracker, it would probably pick back up. Because I think that's people's biggest complaints is that they got rid of the tracker and it made it impossible to find Pokemon. Do you think that there's brand damage now? Do you think that, like, people won't come back to it? I think people will come back to it. I think people will come back. Uh, I think they won't if people keep saying like, hey, this would make the app better and Niantic and Nintendo just keep ignoring. That's definitely how you lose people or like they won't update it until like next year or something like that's definitely too long. Yeah, they need to do it soon. And I think they need to do it. If they don't do it, then it's they're just going to keep losing money and losing people. Well, there you go, kids. Nintendo, if you're listening, we're on to you. (laughs) Change your stuff. Fix it. We're coming for you. Well, we're going to take one small, one more short break, and then we're going to have one short round of Super Fight, and then we're going to kick it off. We'll be back in a second. All right, guys, we're back. Thank you so much for listening and hanging on with us here at the Raving Geeks. Uh, Last season, we introduced something really cool. It is a really cool game that you can buy. It's called Super Fight. We played a couple of uh, games of this last time, including once where Tyler had an indestructible tuxedo. Uh, and then he had to fight Malachi, a, like, really evil version of Malachi. Yep. So it was pretty cool. We, we decided that that was a really fun thing that we like to do, and we like to beat each other up after the show anyway. Right. I typically get beat up a lot. Mm-hmm. So why not just do it for fun on the show? Hey, there's an idea. So we're going to play this quick game of Super Fight. Kelsey got this game for us, so she's going to graciously run us through the rules real quick, and we're going to play a quick game. Yes. Okay, so there are attribute cards and which are black and then there are white character cards and you pick so you pick three of each and um out of those six cards you're going to pick one of each a character and an attribute to fight against your opponent who has also done the same thing and then i get to decide whoever wins we have to argue it out yes you guys have to argue out who would win in the fight and then i decide who wins all right perfect are you ready solis i'm ready solis but I'm also ready, Jordan Hermony. <laughs> you got it that time. Oh, wow. Cool. All right. So we just lay him down and then we play. So you want to go first? I am a hippo that can take the form of anything water-based. Ooh, ooh. Which just works out in your favor because you are a hippo. I was going to say, this is me on a normal day. There you so. go. Okay, so uh, this one's going to be interesting because I'm going to have to draw another card with this one. Ooh, um, all right. I am a hockey player. Oh, no. So I am not oh, the, no. the scourge of, of Jordan's life <laughs> inside a giant robotic blank. So allow me to pick another card here. <laughs> Queen. Okay. A oh. robotic queen. So hmm. I don't know if I'm like a robotic Freddie Mercury, like a hockey player inside a robotic Freddie Mercury. I think Mercury. that's for you to argue. You like, can be like you can be like a Steve Eiserman inside like a robotic version of the Queen of England. That's, that's what I have in like my Elizabeth. Head. Like Elizabeth. Okay, really so who wants to go first? Um. Well, I'm gonna say that because well, don't you have don't you time it? Don't we only get like a minute or something? I, I don't know, think I've ever I've timed it before. before. Yeah, we'll just keep it short. I was gonna yeah. say we got like a minute to make like an argument as to why we would win. This okay. is how we played with my friends over the summer. I got a minute to make an argument. Then I got a 30 second closing remark. You got a 30 minutes. So you got a minute to make an argument plus a 30 second closing remark, and then you. 
figured out who wins. So Kelsey's yes. going to be our judge. We're going to play this game now. Ready, set, super fight. Jordan, go ahead. All right, so for my remark, I'm going to say that because you're a hockey player, you are only pretty much on ice. Ice is water-based. I can take the form of anything water-based. As this hippo, I'm just going to turn your ice into just straight water, and then when I turn it, like, away, you're going to not be able to do your little hockey thing. You're going to be a real sad hockey person and on top of that I don't think that your robot would be able to walk around on ice so your robot's gonna slip and fall I'm gonna take all your ice away by turning it into water and I'm gonna turn into a hippo and just sit on your hockey player and just done you're out so see the fatal flaw in your logic there Miss Jordan is that I am a hockey player but I'm not necessarily an ice hockey player I'm a roller hockey player so I'm on concrete all the time so your water is non-existent you were on concrete. How a hippo got onto concrete, I'm not sure. Maybe she's lost. Here's the but thing. I'm a hockey player, and I've come across you, and I realize that you're probably large, and I figured that you're probably going to sit on me. Luckily, luckily I'm equipped with a robot queen suit in which I will take the form of a giant robotic mecha Freddie Mercury, right? Because that is the queen that I choose to, to recognize, because I don't recognize the Queen of England. Take that, Queen of England. And then I just uh, I sing Bohemian Rhapsody until you like, suffer in pain. All I'm going to say is that at one point you're going to get thirsty. You're going to take a little sippy sip of a water bottle. I'm going to be in that water <laughs> bottle. And when that water is in your body, I'm going to turn back into this hippo, explode, die. So let me get this straight. You, you have to hydrate at some point. But you that implies that you're some sort of like meta-human, meta-hippo. Meta I can take the form of anything water-based. But does that mean that you can shrink yourself down into a tiny hippo and do water? But if water, it's water-based. And then like transport yourself via water? I was gonna, I mean, I'm anything water-based. I could be in your water bottle, I could be in your tear ducts, I could be in your pee, you don't know. Well, I'm anywhere. Luckily, I'm this sneaky hippo. Luckily, my, my robotic mech suit has like a water, you know, filtration system, which... Uh, You're making this up. Siphons, There's nothing that says siphons, that. Siphons, siphons, oh, I guess it's a part it's of It's all made up. It's all made up. So it siphons it out and actually catches, looks for little hippopotami, microscopic oh, okay. hippopotami. Even, even in your body? Yeah. And then We're like 60% water. And then it expels it into space. We're like 60% water. I, I could be the water in your veins right now. My question is, can Explosion. hippos breathe Explosion. Explosion. All right, well, this is pretty heated. I was going to say. This is very we, heated. We've made our point. Yes. <laughs> Judge Kelsey. All right. This is a tough call because when I read the card about being water-based, I interpreted it differently mm-hmm. in that you could only be water water creatures, not that you could change water. So that's interesting. Hmm. I'm having a tough time with this one. I want... I suppose no praise for mine is, is good news, right? Or bad news? I want... See, I love hockey and I love Freddie Mercury, but <laughs> hippos are the deadliest creatures hippos. on the planet. In the animal Get kingdom. In the animal kicked. kingdom, other than humans. So you're going with the you're going with the water miniaturized hippo here. Listen, don't pull a Sydney Crosby. That's we don't need weak. you crying over I'm gonna, it. I'm gonna cry. Ooh. She got you with that Sydney Crosby. I, yeah. I think though, I'm actually it. gonna have to go with the giant. My own personal air horns. Oh, you said Freddie Mercury? I got got way too hyped for that. You did? You were like, go hippo, go hippo, go hippo, Freddie Mercury. I guess we got out who the champions really are today, aren't we? Yes. Just for that one, I quit. By the way, this is my resignation right here. Goodbye. Hey, if you want to be on the Raven Geeks, we got (laughs) to know. All right, so is that it? Are we giving a tiebreaker with you? Or are we good boss battle? Boss battle. Boss battle. I can mediate the boss battle. We'll do a a quick boss battle. Let's do this. We have cards right here. Kelsey, grab your cards. I'll use the old ones. Oh, we're doing it now? We're doing it right now. All right, we're doing it. We're making it happen. 
And this time, since it's a, a boss battle, we only have 30 seconds to All make right. our argument. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna do 30 seconds on, on the, the stopwatch. Clock. Hang on, I'm still deciding. No, I know, I know. I got like way too excited for that. I like good. pre like celebrated before the Stanley Cup was in my hands, man. That's why we do these games. Game on four, here, so. I was like winner, and then I lost. We can okay. keep you guys entertained throughout the entirety of Raving Geeks. It's not just about nerdiness here. It's about extreme boss battles. All right, All right. are you ready? Wait, hang on. Please, I pick. cards on the table. Cards on yes. the table. Yes, this isn't One. Yu-Gi-Oh. Come on. I'm sorry. Two. Okay. Time to duel. Three. All, All right. I am a Viking armed with an infinite sausage lasso. All right. And Kelsey? I am an alien, and I get to draw and play two random attributes. So my attributes are, if I can get them off the table, eliminate all attributes in this fight, and I can also control the weather. All right, so ready, set, begin. Okay, so you are now a defenseless <laughs> Viking, and I am an alien that controls the weather, so I can strike you with lightning pretty fast before you even get to me. Also, I'm an alien, so I've got access to lots of technology that you don't as a, you know, a Viking from, you know, history. Ten seconds. Um, so I'm just going to hit you with lightning because you have no weapons at this point or attributes, so I think you're pretty much screwed at this point. All right, I'm going to stop, Kelsey. So she just did 29 seconds. So, uh, Ben, you, you have the floor. Ready, go. Well, I was going to hit you with my infinite sausage lasso that I so deeply relied on. But I will tell you this. I am a Viking. I've seen a lot of crap before, man. I've been in a lot of battles. Ain't no, ain't no attribute-stealing alien going to mess with me. You can try to strike me with lightning, but luckily uh, my ship is made out of wood, so it's not really very conductive. So Ten you can kind of hit it, but it ain't going to do anything. Also, if you know, the Nordic gods kind of had the Asgardians on their side, so I'll just call Thor and you're done. He has no attributes other than being a god, which you cannot take All right, away. All right, you're good. Okay. Pew, pew. So, uh... Well, when you said you were uh, attribute, there were no attributes. I also thought that that meant that like you don't have the ability to control the weather. Oh, so, that's you eliminated your, you eliminated your own attributes. You eliminated your own attributes. I didn't think about that. So, um, I don't know though. I thought you could have made a solid argument if you would have said that you would have like alien tech, but you didn't mention. I anything. did say that. Did you? She did I say did. That. Well, okay. All right. So you, you have the alien tech. I kind of was just really focused on like the stopwatch. Okay. Or the infinite sausage lasso. The infinite sausage lasso did throw me for a loop. Um, that's not something you hear about every day. Let me tell you. No, no, no. Um, I'm just gonna have to like. This isn't anything against either of you. I'm gonna have to give it to Kelsey because I'm just saying okay. I know I know that you have like the Nordic gods on your side, but like if we're talking like from a technological standpoint, aliens over Vikings, I think Vikings would just poop their pants if somebody came down from the sky. They would probably think the aliens were their Nordic gods. Probably maybe. they'd be screwed because we trust them too much. So I was really relying on this sausage lasso here. Ain't well, that, that a crying shame. That is a shame. Got him. Ladies and gentlemen, we've come to the final hour. This is our first episode. Thank you so much for joining us as always. We will be back with Jordan and Kelsey and Alex. We're going to try to get him in this situation as well. Uh, always follow us on Twitter at Raving Geeks. Uh, join us on Facebook by liking our page and interacting with us at any point in time. We'll try to post the things that you like, the things that we liked about our show, and uh, we'll get some reader comments when we can. Until next time, same bat time, same bat network. Bye.